Yeah. No. Don't start rapping. But uh, you no, did no. last time we were hey. here. Hey. Something hey. about the studio, out. man. Let's go. Brings out the music in. Let's go. So overheat. Let's go. We're back. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we in the shack. <laughs> I think that's I'm the exact. I'm on track. Living my life. Again. I almost hey. had a heart attack. In the oasis. We last. Look at our faces. Next to the oasis. Come on now, look at our faces. We're glad to be back. It's like turning into Dora the Explorer now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome now? back, everybody. Wait, wait, we also referenced last time we record here, you said, can you find the Annoyed podcast Can you host? find the Annoyed <laughs> podcast host? Now it's all of them. Um, hey, guys. What's up? We're back. Uh, this is Successfully Unsigned. Um, it's been a while it's been a since... <laughs> We've been back with you. Um, we've missed you. Dale's missed everyone. Welcome back, Dale. Yeah, he's thank been you, gone thank for you. a while. I was also gone for a little bit. Um, I, me and Dale, or me and David were supposed to record something last week, mm. um, which I won't reveal. But uh, then I went into AFib, so which Ooh. means my heartbeat was irregular, and I'm pretty young for that to happen. So. Been Jeez. a lot of crazy things going on lately. Do do we want to talk about why that happened? Dale got a new hat. Do we no, want to we talk? Don't. We don't want to talk about why <laughs> uh, that happened. No, I will. So, um, if any of our audience knows who Terry Joe is on TikTok, um, I was watching a uh, Terry Joe live as one does late at night, and um, I was drinking a really cold glass of water, and she said something out of pocket as she usually does, and so I like gasped and laughed and i just gulped the water really quickly and it sent me into afib so terry joe sent me into afib um this man laughed his way to the hospital yeah literally so but i'm okay i'm meeting with a cardiologist soon so all hopefully should be good well i thought it was funny because i had like a mario thing that night and he was like his top concern was like dude i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it tonight (laughs) And I'm like, because I really wanted it's to go. So this fine. man wanted to lose at Mario Kart it's that no, bad. Completely fine. Like you went into a. He's like, oh, dude, I'm like, I would love to go, but I'm like in the ER. Dang it! And I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. It's totally cool. We're because, glad you're okay. Because I am such a social person, and yeah. so I'm like, that is well. Also, there was someone who's gonna be there that night that we're wanting to like possibly interview. Oh, so yeah, I wanted to meet right. her. She was, mm-hmm. but. Literally, I had to leave for Georgia the next day with a group of friends for vacation. And when I went to the ER, the first thing I asked the doctor, I said, I have to leave at 5 a.m. tomorrow. Am I going to be able to make it? And he was like, yeah, you should be. I was yeah. like, okay, good. This I'm man good almost died. And his first question is, can I go on vacation I didn't tomorrow? almost die. <laughs> the, the big issue with AFib is that you could get a stroke. And die. So you almost had permanent brain damage. Yes. Uh, Not dead, but almost? just worse. <laughs> But hey, move on. he's okay now. He's okay now. We're glad Patty's okay. We're glad Dale's back. We're glad to be back with you. It's been way too long away from you guys. Um, hope you've enjoyed the content that we've um, we've done. If you haven't already, go yes. back, listen to uh, the episodes with Kyle and Mello and uh, listen to the Luke Robbins episode. And then I did a little tutorial video last week, which you should check out if you haven't already. Um, it's yes. just kind of, it's not, I say it's a tutorial. It's more of like, you know, just playing around with reason and um, it was a lot of fun so definitely check all of that out subscribe if you have not already to the channel um, follow us on instagram 
uh, successfully unsigned. We do have a TikTok now that we've been pretty active on, thanks to uh, Patty G over here. And uh, I've been slacking a little bit. No, so. no, 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 you killed it. Uh, and thank you to all who have liked the the hot dog video, <laughs> which is blowing up. It's still yeah. getting likes. It's like four thousand. I mean, yeah, four thousand. Uh, a lot. It's. It's so, getting up there. I, I mean, it's at, at least 50K views. That's so, crazy. That's pretty cool. Wow. Thank um, you, guys. Yes, thank you, guys. For and <laughs> thank you to David, our pal over here, who held the fort down while yep. we were gone. Mm-hmm. He's, <laughs> he finally added some sounds, so we'll be hearing some new ones tonight. These are all new. Uh, he already showed me one. It might get us canceled. Um, <laughs> and he... Uh, so, he did the Missy... Um, mm-hmm performance he did the loot interview and performance the kyle episode the tutorial and he's literally been doing all of that while we've been gone and even Mm -hmm. when we were back and uh just sitting around so thank you to david big thanks to david as we've been lazy so much fun but i am glad that all three of us are actually back on screen at the same time and doing in like actual episode an actual episode yeah this is the first time in it's with the last one we did was like getting gigs that was was episode 13 june yeah Mm, probably end of june early july and we're like in a different space again which is nice like good to be back in our other studio yeah so this is Studio Shack right here. This is Studio Thank Shack. You. You'll get to Oasis. see maybe... A, yeah. <laughs> you can see a little bit more maybe this time behind me of, of where I do a lot of um, uh, my, my production, my mixes, my artist recording, stuff like that. Desk right behind me, so... You should call this the desert since the next room over That's the Oasis. That's true. It's the desert, the Oasis. I yeah. like it. I like it. Dale, Dale is, he's building a little um, mm. private room, like a mm. secret Oasis where I mean, no one can find him ever. I, I hope so. My my phone will be on do not disturb in a different room when I go in there. So I've over the last uh, about the last week I've taken a room that I had basically just been using for storage, um, and I went to garage sales and thrift stores and 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 like places like that and picked up a bunch of just old stuff for cheap and then like pots for cheap and and I went to the um, plant store and bought a bunch of plants and some string lights and a some plant store a plant store <laughs> I can't think of what they're called so just nature nursery I mean nursery yeah that place so go. I went to places Green like that house? bought a bunch of stuff because I'm like you know if I For can't his have nursery. yeah I got my binky in there too <laughs> <I like> it. <laughs> Ew, a binky Ew. Yeah. but all of this all of this that. to convert that room into a place where i can go in, in indoors since i don't have a great place outside to make like a my little like secret garden i can like do it in the spare room and go in there with a hammock and uh sleep talking about nurseries um this is just me and comment i'm not gonna go into further context but comment below if you ever watched uh rainbow courts in high school like ironically like in a funny way um that's all i'm gonna say if you don't know who she is don't look her up i've never heard of her uh, no <laughs> shout out to my friend mia who showed me who she was <laughs> and that's where we're getting it okay so show and yell show Yay. and yell Yay. oh who's going Hooray! first who's going first um i will go first and say that i don't have one <laughs> okay well you don't have one but this I, so i'm holding my you know uh, this is not a squishmallow, but it is a knockoff squishmallow that MTSU made. That we all went, we all went there, and uh, um, I picked it up today because my friend Kate works at Textbook Brokers. Oh, it's so cute. Anyway, so this can be your item. Oh, thanks. So yell it out. Lightning. 
is his name? Remember? Lightning Squishmallow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that actually works so well. That's so like ethereal. Yeah. So ethereal. Lightning is ethereal. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, good job, David. Wow, that Thanks. was a really great yeah. item. Thank you for letting me. My your my item. friend Meg works at Texas Brokers. Oh, shout so out to Meg. That's where I and got Kate. her. Or him, or is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, Lightning's a boy. Lightning's a boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You went to MTSU for like four years, bro. You don't even know Lightning's a boy. But um, you went for six years and you didn't know the Lightning was a boy. And he's been there since like eighteen eighty seven. Yeah, it feels like. It. Yeah. All right, what's your item, Dale? My item, once again. I'm wearing it. But it is not what you might think. <laughs> like that pause. Oh, I did think it was going to be the hat. It's Waffle House slides. It's upside down. Yeah. Upside down. <laughs> Waffle House slides. I love these things. My sister got these for me and gave oh my them. Goodness. I like yeah. the inside of it. Like the checkerboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's got. Like the floors, checkerboard inside. Mm-hmm. It says Waffle House on the front. It's Waffle House on the side mm-hmm. or on the on the bottom of it, and then you know, the bottom's just like regular. But um, anyway, no, she gave these to me uh, when I was when I was gone in Oklahoma doing some work, and uh, I thought they were really cool. And honestly, when I first picked them up and I I, I, I looked at them and just looking at this, I'm like, man, that's, that's cool, but that's not going to be a comfortable shoe. It looks like it's like hard yeah. plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you put it on. It's actually they, like, really comfortable. Are they like officially Waffle House licensed? Uh, I assume so. I mean, I mean, if she I got them know. from like the website, that's probably why they're actually probably better quality than you'd think. Well, I have no idea where she got them. They look, they look real. I don't know. I don't really care because they're cool and they're comfortable, and I'm all right with that. So, shout out to my sister for getting me some Waffle House lies to add to the collection. Boom. Is it me? Yes. Did you? Hold on. I oh wait. While you're while you're uh, doing that, uh, Dale has a word of wisdom that he'd like to share with everyone. I do. Releases, and that 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 change of tense attention to release mm-hmm. is what gets people to come back. They're like, oh man, this. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> you know. All right. That's that's Sorry. a throwback. Okay. It, it well, I just posted a TikTok about it, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh Margot Robbie as Barbie. <laughs> okay, so since we've wow. been gone, since we've been gone, um, the Barbie movie has come out, and I now have lived. Um, <laughs> never mind. I was gonna say something. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I have now lived pre-Barbie. There's pre-Barbie Patrick, and now there's post-Barbie Patrick. They're all scary. Um, and well, now I'm trying to, th- okay, never mind, never mind. So there's, uh, BBM and ABB, ABM. <laughs> what are you trying to spell right now? Before Barbie movie, after Barbie movie. So oh, that's okay. what it is. Right there. Okay. Um, oh, I hope I didn't break it. I'm going to be so mad if I did because. Let me just say, this doll was not cheap. Does it, like, let me um, see it real quick, the face. Does, does it, it look, look like, like Margot Robbie to you? Nah, not really. So, here's the thing. Well, <laughs> I don't want to get too in-depth with the dolls. If you want to hear all about my opinions on dolls, go to my TikTok, Glover 2447 
Uh, I talk in depth about this one, but they have more coming out. I did already order one. Um, I ordered Weird Barbie. Probably will order one of the Kens, either the Cowboy one or the Kennergy one. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, did you guys see the Barbie movie? No. No, but the cultural impact of that movie is honestly so, insane. The cultural impact, yet you guys haven't seen it. So that's your yeah. homework. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's watching, your homework is to go see the Barbie movie if you haven't, um, or we're blocking you from the podcast. Wow. And, and tell us what your favorite part is. That way, when we go in to watch, we can like watch out for that. Because right. honestly, like you said, the cultural impact of this movie has been massive. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of when the last time we had a movie that has been that Never. big of a thing. Never. Well, it's got like merch from this, like a scene in the movie. Or the, mm-hmm. Apparently, he's like wearing a sweater. It says, <gasps> I ordered I'm it. Kenuff. I am Knuff. I ordered it. <laughs> Literally the day I saw it, I was like, okay, ordered. So I have three packages from Mattel Creations coming, um, one of which will be a surprise because it'll have to do with an older item that I've had on here before. It's Uh, not Barbie movie related. Um, Anyway, um, the soundtrack also is so good. Charlie XCX, um, Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice, Lizzo, which... She's in hot water right now, but, you know, her song is good. Um, Billy, when did it end? I cried the second time I watched it. Not the first time, but the second time. Mm. Anyway, the movie is, I think, really good. Um, It's just really, like, it's a lot deeper than you thought it was going to be. And, uh, yeah, if you want the merch, I will let you know that none of the dolls resemble any of the characters. Any of the actors, which is really upsetting yeah. because they're pretty expensive mm. for that. But Margot Robbie's at least looks somewhat similar, whereas the rest of them, nope. But like I said, if you want more information on that, go to my TikTok. But um, yeah, go watch the Barbie movie. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I wasn't sure whether to go or not. And now I'm, I'm feeling like shame that i haven't gone and seen it like you should everyone at work Um, is like we're gonna go watch it together as a podcast yes and right now yeah bye we're done see ya we're gonna go (laughs) eat pizza we're gonna watch it we're gonna feed patrick (laughs) yes i'm hungry this man is very hungry hungry, dude but he's he has he's hangry tonight so if y'all see him snap and like yeah go for our throats um i hope you have a sound for that yeah so we're going to go take care of that. We're going to take a small break. But when we come back, we are going to talk about writer's block tonight. And we're going to have an in-depth conversation about it. Maybe you've encountered it. Maybe you have not. If you haven't, you will at some point. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everyone. I've uh, triple shot or double shot energy on this episode, so I'm full of life. Um, You were just talking about your heart and how it's probably fine. It ain't going to be after that. No, it's even better now. It's doing handstands and flips. Patrick, you have no room to talk about hearts. I don't. I don't. Don't make him laugh too hard. That's what I'm saying. It. What if, you could fake it, you could fake us out at any moment. You know that, right? Just you start laughing and you go, and then we're like, you're it's not like that. Like I don't. Like you went all like old man, like heart attack. I'm over here imagining like a flopping dead fish out of water. It's not <laughs> like, like that. having a seizure. I was in it for like 13 hours. I was fine. You were in it for 13 hours. Mm-hmm. That's no, which is why they had. Oh, the, yeah, they had to shock my heart back into rhythm. By oh, the good. Way. Like I literally had to be like electrocuted. I told you I could have done that for um, free with just a car battery and a crescent wrench, <laughs> or just tell them a bad joke. I cried. I was put under, but I still did feel the aftermath, and it was very strange. Yeah, but, yeah. we should open mm-hmm. every segment talking about it. Every Think segment. That, yeah. yeah, like we'll. It's like a continuity. I mean, thing. if it's about me. Speaking of about me, um, if you notice here behind Dale. There's a sweet little picture of me. We'll put it up just too. Posing. in post. We'll put it up. Oh, so I people thought can see people it. could see. Oh, if people can't see, if they, people can't see. Actually, people this, can is see Dale, this is just Dale's background, twenty four seven. Yeah, totally. Because I'm super obsessed with Patrick in the desert. We knew that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so uh, that would have been a perfect time for that. But oh, I was thinking. See, I'm come missing. On. It. Come on, DJ Overheat. You're missing your your marks, your cues. <laughs> oh man, I could have done it there. Dang it. Anyways, so. Rider's Block. Rider's Block. Rider's Block. Dale and I are musicians. Located on 84th Street in that block, and that's where all the riders go, and you're good. All right, yeah, episode just, over. Just head over there, um, and you, yeah, you're fine. Um, I have experienced it. Um, mine comes in patches. Like I'll have mm. like a year of riding nonstop, and then the next year will be like every now and then, and then I'll have like a six to eight month slump where it's like no inspiration or I'll have inspiration. It's like when I have the most inspiration, I can't write. But when I, when things are chill and good, it's like, then I suddenly think of all this inspiration that I had. It's like having that introspection to, to look back on things when things are chill. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that like when you have inspiration, you can't write? Because you're still in it, right? Like you're still in whatever trials that you're going through. And so when things are more calm, you can look back and say, I overcame that Mm. chapter. Um, But I mean, it doesn't mean, I mean, I've written songs in, in the midst of things, but it's like they're very, you can always tell when that is. Like I wrote one song that was like in the heat of the moment and it was like the most angry song. Like it was... And it wasn't great, um, but but it probably helped with your emotions. It right? helped. It did help. Um, yeah. I have since taken it down off Spotify, but <gasps> it was on Spotify. It was on Spotify, man. It was on Spotify. Man, you you must have been angry for a while. Yeah, to go all the way through to like release that. Yeah, that was I wrote in high school. Hackers out there, go find it and go send it to me. <laughs> I want to hear it. No, it was it was not great. I I mean, I was in high school. It was one of the only songs I wrote where I sat down and I wrote lyrics first. Ooh, and so yep, 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 yep. The, the yeah. lyric-driven song. Was it man. about someone? It was. Um, it was about yeah, someone in high school. He and I had a falling out about a certain topic, and uh, it was like he had. We were. I'm not gonna go into it, but basically, we had a disagreement about something, and he put out a song about it. Oh, and 
and he did it with band members that we were in a band with. He oh. like he like quit the band we were in and he reformed the band with the same band members, excluding me, and then wrote a song about me in that band. About the situation. Oh, God. the pettiness. Of course, of yeah. course, there were diss tracks going around yeah. at a performing arts school. Mm-hmm. I cannot. That is so yeah. funny. I, well, oh, I'm ran, living for this Random trauma. question, but did y'all ever have um, like Yik Yak or any of the apps like <laughs> yep, that? Yeah. Yep, at the performing yep. arts school? Yep. Can you imagine like going on there to like, just like, oh, what's going on? And then finding whole like poems just ragging each other and tearing each other to shreds. Someone did oh, a bomb threat of our Sadie Hawkins dance on Yik Yak. Oh my goodness. <laughs> which, by the way, Yik Yak was like yeah. four colleges, which I don't understand because I didn't know nearly as many people in my college yeah, that yeah. I did in high school. Whereas yeah. like, if someone was writing something juicy on Yik Yak mm. on about someone in high school, mm. I'd be like, ooh, this is good. If someone was doing yep. it in college. It was yeah. dangerous okay. in college, wasn't it? It was like people were on there trying to meet up or something and like probably yeah, uh, right. very weird that, that was a weird so, thing so i'm like invested in this actually don't be it's, <laughs> i mean we've, I we've since obviously made up it was a long time ago but it's, for for a while it was it was you know i i is this band the one you talked about before maybe maybe not okay um but but yeah so like i can't wait to get the scoop after oh goodness no but <laughs> Um, yeah, that was that was an example of something I, you know, I, I went through, wrote about it. I didn't regret it for a long time. And then recently, probably a couple of years ago, I was just like, man, that, even though I felt like I was justified in writing it, I yeah. still have negative emotions well, about it. Well, and honestly, like you, even though I kind of live for the drama and I think it's funny, Mm-hmm. And um, I, part of me is like, oh, should have just kept it up. It would have been funny. But the other part of me is like, yeah, I guess professionally, it probably isn't like good to have like a diss track as one of your first songs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just depends on how good the diss track was. It, it wasn't that great. I it mean, some mind. of the things, like some of the lines in it, I am still kind of proud of because they did like reference his track a lot. Yeah. Um, Dang, that's crazy. So, that's such a. When did you graduate high school? Twenty. Oh, sorry. It was Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds about right for the time. Yeah. So what I want to know is how good of a disc track can you write now? Um, amazing. Do you know? You want to know what else we did in high school with this same dude that I was like beefing with? We were we used to be like super super close, right? Yeah. And what we would do, he had a little, little home studio, and so our friend group it was like nine or ten dudes, right? And so we would what we would do is he'd write a beat, and then one person would go in and write a diss track about somebody, mm. and then the other person would come in on another verse and write a diss track about the other person, and they wouldn't be able to hear it until the track was finished. Nice, that's fun, that's fun. And yeah, so yeah. we would just do that. We'd pick two, like we'd draw out of a hat or whatever, yeah. and we'd just like, oh, I got I got Graham. So, oh man, I, I can roast Graham. So we'd write a roast track about Graham. I'd go in, say my lines about him, he would say his about me, and then he'd like produce the whole thing, add sound effects, post, everything, and he'd just like release it to us. And then it was always so funny, dude. It's back when people like had a personality and didn't get offended at everything. It was like, mm-hmm. I know you're not being serious. It's a joke, right? So, if you so want to hear us write diss tracks about each other, oh, I mean, it's an I've idea. Done it before with my friends, 
I've done, you know, I've got some practice on it. So yeah, me too. So Dale, you're actually at the disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> the okay. disadvantage. I'm at the dis. I like that. Um, so he's okay. at at an advantage at dissing. So Dale, like when you have writer's block on yeah. your diss track, how do you cope with that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when it comes to writer's block for me, I, I don't know. I feel like in some ways I, I I'm the same as you on some of your outlook on that, David. In some ways, I think I'm different. Um, as far as like whether whether you're in the middle of it or whether you're after it, like when can you write? Like to me, the inspiration does come from those those hard times, right? I mean, that's what sure. inspires us. And sometimes that's when I'm like, that's when I need to let something out the most. And you, I've had some great songs. Uh, you know, some of my favorite songs that I've written, some of have been in the middle of situations when I felt like, man. <sighs> wow, this yeah. is not, this is not, this is not it. This is not bougie. This is not great. But then you get out after it and I don't know. It, I think it depends on the type of situation that's going on as to whether it's, whether it works or not. Because if it's just a situation of constant stress, I can't write to save my life. Right. I haven't written a lot uh, recently just because I've been, you know, with, with, with everything that that's going on, whether it's work and grad school, I, a lot of like continual stress and pressure to me leads to I can't write even if I feel like I need to and feel like I want to I can't write in those until I have that break yeah however if it's more of like a impact kind of uh like hard time like an event happened or something happened and you're like oh man that's ugh. or you know you break up with your friends and you have you know you know, go from diss tracks to diss tracks kind of thing. That, to me, I can I can write a whole lot more on kind of um, hard times or good times that are based on events rather than co- continual constant pressure. Go stream to the top of Tiger Hill by Dale Sack. <laughs> <laughs> that one was written, uh, that one was written um, when I, I, was, I was sick as a dog with COVID and I was feeling heartbreak and my melodramatic self thought that night, wow. Um, my heart hurts worse than this COVID right now, which was false, but that's what I thought that night. This COVID, this and so I sat in this very room and wrote that song. Um, yeah, that's a good song. Thank you. That's a good very song. good song. I've actually been to Tiger Hill, and it's, have you? It's emotional every time. Um, I, I, I think that one thing that's really cool is like when there was a period for this past year from about. December until May, mm. where are you? Good? What is happening? I just was putting he's, her back on the stand. I was he's redecorating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the desert has a decoration now. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so I had like a, a period between May and, uh, or sorry, December and May, where things were just not great, and I didn't have a chance to write. Like I, I didn't even touch a guitar for like three months. Yeah, and it just made it so much better when I actually was able to sit down and write again because I had been keeping all that in and I had had, Mm. and it just reminds you, you just like fall in love with music all over again when you're able to do that. Um, when you're away for a while and it's not even because you choose to be away, it's because you're kept away from it. it, whether it is work or grad school or whatever. Yeah. When you do come back, it's like, it's refreshing. This is this, this gives you, my favorite part about making music is writing a song and then building it. Like building a song is so fun to me and just listening back to what you've built and 
every we've talked about this before on the show like every moment like us every song you write is just it's a snapshot of how you're feeling in that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and that's why i never like to like if i'm working on a song if i'm writing a verse or a chorus i'm not going to come back to it the next day and finish it i'm going to finish it that night because it's a snapshot i'm going to come back and revise it later but i want to capture that feeling in that moment yeah. and that's why a lot of my songs kind of i learned this early like they would kind of um lose the continuity to them because i would write a really good verse and a really good chorus and then verse two and chorus mm-hmm. two would not hit the same right i've recorded on different days yep. whatever mm-hmm. is going on with my voice like something's different mm-hmm. the energy's different yes and it's not just your vocal ability it's also your emotion in that moment yeah and so a lot of artists they don't understand that like oh well, i can just kind of like recreate that on the spot you probably can at some point but it's going to be difficult so i would encourage you guys if if you're starting a song and you know it's 3 a.m and you're like i'm so tired i just want to you know try and finish get to a point where you've like come to a good stopping point in a song because you definitely want to capture that or at least like record it on a voice note or something so you can it, that's why I always if I have an idea I record on a voice note I look like a psychopath standing in the, in the corner of my work just like like whatever singing a melody or whatever because I don't want to forget that I don't want to um, be trapped like the worst feeling ever is having something really good and then forgetting it yeah. <laughs> and then some would argue like well maybe it wasn't that memorable in the first place if you can't remember it but I think like I don't know. I don't, I don't really subscribe to that type of belief. I think that like ideas can be valuable and then like they can be gone if you allow them to be gone. Like, and if you don't somehow capture them, but that's, that's my take. What, what are your well thoughts on that? The first thing I'd say, I, I, I want to jump off what, what you mentioned there as like a, as a producer in that mindset, working with an artist, or if you're the artist working with a producer, right? The producer's job is yes to capture the song. You know, you have you have your team, you have your engineer, your assistant, you have all the team there to capture the song. But really, like when it comes to recording vocals, especially the job, like the primary job, at least to me, of a producer in that moment when you're trying to record that vocal, is to get the artist to give an emotional take. It doesn't have to be a perfect take. You're not looking always for a pitch-perfect take of every vocal, of every time you sing that song. What you need is delivery. What you need is to convey the emotion that the song was written for, whether that's being, whether that's a sad song, whether that's a happy song, whether that's an angry song, whatever that is. You have, you, you know, you have to deliver uh, the emotional content that the lyrics and the music is needing, because you can. You can make a beautiful song and have all the instruments in place and have every like little last note in place. And then if you come to the vocal and you're just like, the song is going to be a, the song is going to be a failure. You, you, you've missed the point of trying to convey the emotions with the lyrics because that's, that is what most people listen to when they listen to your music. Now, I, I know I'm different in that, and we've talked about that in the past. I listen to music first before I ever listen to the, mir- to, to the lyrics. But even still, you're still listening to the musical aspects of the vocal and the emotional delivery, and you're like, wow, this was good. You ever heard a song, and maybe this is a question for you, Patrick, but specifically because you love music of, of, of a lot of different kinds, have you ever listened to a song and you're like, 
they meant that. Like they they delivered, they performed it, they sang it, however it is. And you sit there and like are just struck the first time you listen to it like, wow. Mm-hmm. They went through that. They meant that song. They meant every word. There's a song called Manhattan by Sarah Bareilles. And one of my first like, wow, I'm really sad songs. Um, <laughs> and just like would be on all of my depression drives, everything like that. And there was years ago, she had a like about album. It's from her album called the blessed unrest. And she like had, she went song by song and would talk about each song. It's no longer available on Spotify. I literally can't find it anywhere. So if anyone knows where it is, let me know. Cause I'd like to listen to it again. But on Manhattan, she literally talks about how, there was one more verse to this song or one more chorus or one last few lines and she started crying while she was singing it and she just couldn't finish it. And if you listen, you can hear where she like gets choked up on the last line where she says, cause I can't have you. And oh, it's just so good. It's just so good. Everyone go listen to that song. Yeah. Um. But yes, so there's, that is a big one that comes to mind. And then I'm sure there are other ones where... Yeah you can just hear it even without the artist explaining that, yeah. yeah, I couldn't record anymore. And so, you know, when you go in to record your vocals, whether you're the one setting up the mic and plugging it in and everything too, or whatever that looks like, you know, you have somebody else there to do it, doesn't matter. When you go in, remember that you're delivering that emotional aspect that the listeners are going to understand and appreciate and want and look for. It is so, so important that that is part of your music. Even if you're singing a song that has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you've been given a song by somebody mm-hmm. else that somebody else wrote, and you're like, I don't, you know, I didn't go through this. Can I really sing this? Well, yes, you can. Because part of also being an artist is a lot like an actor, too. Mm-hmm. Even if you you're didn't write the song, you are performing. Thank you, Patrick. That's a great word for that. You are still performing that song. So get out there and perform that song. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a cover at a show perform that yeah. song everybody and, knows it's not yours but show and out. usually like even if it's a song that you're like oh i don't relate to this there's usually some way somehow that you mm. can find it to relate to your life yeah i think um i think a lot of struggles for artists is like when they get in the booth especially if they don't have a lot of experience mm. in studio settings is you know they start to get frustrated with their performance and then that takes away or they start they start to get frustrated with technical things like pitch and timbre and um and and tempo and and all of that and the frustration i'll go ahead and say it it takes away from the performance you may think you had an amazing take as far as pitch but guarantee you the emotion wasn't it like may not be there still even if you had a take where you hit every note right Mm. so i think if, if you're in that situation um in the studio where you're starting to get frustrated. And I've been there. Like I'm there a lot. You take a break, just take a break, take like, take a minute to walk around. And then when you come back and, and first of all, I'll say this, just like athletes, they practice so much that, so that the muscle memory takes over so that the nerves don't take over. Right. So like when Steph Curry's shooting threes, you know, like he's done that so much that, the pressure of the stadium and, and the playoff game or whatever, it's, it's not going to matter because the muscle memory takes over, right? So you need to practice your craft so that when you're in those situations, the muscle memory takes over as far as your, your vocals and your pitch and mm-hmm. all of that so that when you're in that situation, you can reinvigorate yourself 
and, and put yourself back in that emotional moment of when you first wrote the song. So like for me, I know um, I wrote a song called uh, Times Like These. It was back in uh, 2019, I believe. And it was just kind of about a relationship that um, I had had a writer's block to that point. Um, and then I wrote that song and it was like we had all gone to the beach with a, f- a friend group of mine and it was like we were all with each other and hanging out all the time. And then I just had this moment where I could go out on the porch and just have a guitar and just have a second, right? And it was just basically about a relationship that like um, it was so terrible for me, but there are times like times like these, I miss that person and that feeling of being with a person, you know, like, and just trying to, it was just basically about like in a toxic, you can realize a relationship is toxic, but still look at it and go, there were moments there that were like special and that shaped who I was. Mm -hmm. And still like, I'm like getting emotional talking about it because like, I would not be the person that I am without this person. Um, and so like when I sing that song, like that just kind of runs through my head, you know, I'm, I'm, and my buddy, he always kind of messes with me. He's like, you always close your eyes when you're performing. I'm like, yeah, because there are times when I need to. Hey, because I can't, if I look at something like around the room, it's going to it's gonna take me out of where I am, you know, in the middle of a verse, just singing about something that in that moment was very important to me and still is very important to me. Um, because if the song is really meaningful to you, that travels um, into, into later in your life. So... Um, kind of taking that back into writer's block. I guess we got sidetracked a little bit. I would like to say one quick thing. If if you're an artist and you're going in to record your vocals and you're doing it DIY style, it's just you in your room, there are two really easy things that you need to do and should do when you go to record your vocals that deal with your performance. The first one is know your lyrics. I know that seems super simple, but don't read your lyrics off a page. Yes. Know them. Yes. That has to come from your mind. It has to come from your heart. It can't come from a page because trust me, as an engineer sitting in a, in a room at, with an artist in there and maybe you can't even see them, maybe they're around the corner and, and you can't like actually see them. You can hear when an artist is record is reading from their page. You can read, you can hear when they're reading from their lyric sheet. So know your lyrics, know them inside and out, make them a part of you. And the second thing is, especially if you're in a room by yourself recording yourself, make the vibe fit. I can't underestimate how much making the room and changing the room or dressing, you know, get in nice clothes, candles, you know, <laughs> candles, right? Candles. I, I use candles and led lights in here. Smells, I have decorations, smells, yeah. smells, whatever that looks like, make the room fit the vibe of what you're going for. Because can you imagine trying to like, I don't know, do a, del- uh, to, to, to sing a song, um, that's really, sad about a, a breakup in, I don't know, like a hospital closet, like a janitorial closet. I don't know why my mind went there, but that's like the opposite feeling. Actually, I it's like, it's like he's trying to feel it like I have, like I could easily cry in a hospital closet. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. There's things you can cry about in you a hospital did last week in a hospital closet. But if, if, if I were over here singing about like a breakup or I don't know, something like that. Maybe my dog like died. Well, maybe it's, it's, it's a vet. I don't know, but mm-hmm. right. But you, you get what I'm saying though. Mm-hmm. Make the room fit what you're going for. So know your lyrics and set the, set the vibe at the place, set the vibe to something that's going to work for you. Yes. Um, 
all those are amazing things and we take those with you i mean these are all amazing tips um i think someone very fond of themselves huh <laughs> yeah These well, are, we're definitely. amazing the show's amazing it's, we'll almost, like, it's almost like i've done it for forever um we'll give you some more tips. confident in yourself also yes. um but kind of steering that back into like writer's block um if you guys are experiencing that just know that everyone goes through it mm. just don't think less of yourself as an artist because of it um it's not because there's a lack of like ability like i used to think that it's like i guess i'm not like supposed to do this because i can't think of any more songs maybe i kind of hit my ceiling it's like no you just every day is a new day and as long as you love music and you are listening to your inspirations you're going to get some sort of ideas so that's where i would like to bounce off and like apply something a little more practical mm-hmm. um i think just I, I do not write music but i have written things before like i did do screenwriting class i really enjoyed it it, my, my screenplay is still just sitting there waiting for me to pick it back up. Mm. Um, so maybe one day. But as far as creativity, like I like to do a lot of things either on TikTok or just other creative things, DIY projects, stuff like that. And I will go through waves as well. But one thing that really helps me is when I watch other people who are creative. And so you'll hear people who are like screenwriters and they'll be like, I watch this movie and I have not written a movie in over a year or I have not start, I have not picked up my script in over a year and this made me pick my script back up because the writing in it was so amazing and I'm sure the same goes for music and I'm sure the same goes for well and for me I know like when I am watching even just scrolling on TikTok and I find someone I'm like oh my goodness like they're doing a really good job and they're inspiring me and I need to like get back up Competition. and start yeah, yeah and start like you know, doing my projects again or posting or whatever it be. So definitely, like you said, keep listening to your music. But when you will find something that you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, like this person did such a good job and that's going to inspire me to do the same. Mm -hmm. It's not just about your life experiences. Wow, that is a huge part of it. There's also inspiration literally all around you in the media that you consume constantly. And you know, and and I think you're absolutely right, Patrick. You know, we've talked a lot about like what it is, you know, what is writer's block and like going through it and everything. But I'm glad that you're kind of bringing us around to kind of how a little bit of how to deal with that. And uh, let's talk about that some more. Let's take a quick break and come back and talk more about how to get past writer's block. Loud. 
I know. I was doing the YouTube. He's no. excited. Here, I'll turn. Don't, your, don't, don't, don't. I'll turn your. I'm sorry. I'm don't angry. kill his vibe. Man. I told you, hungry. <laughs> he's hungry. We gotta, we gotta. Hangry. Hangry. You are hangry because you like the loudest of the three of us. It's true. Over here, calling him out for being like. Sometimes the laugh you go, you hit a pitch, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Welcome well, back. We are um, talking about writer's block. Uh, last segment, we talked about kind of what it is how uh, we find ourselves in those situations, what to do to sort of alleviate those situations. But now we're going to talk a little bit more about um, how to navigate through those situations. Uh, We had mentioned, or Patrick Patrick had mentioned last segment about kind of getting that, seeing other inspiration and that kind of motivating you, sort of like the competition aspect of, not even competition, but it's like a natural thing inside of us, right? Like if we do something you know, and we feel like we do it at a pretty high level. We see someone else do it. We're like, okay, I got to step up. Right. Um, and also like you had mentioned, you don't always have to write from your perspective. You know, um, I think it's, it's really cool to write from other people's perspective Oh yeah, as well. Oh yeah. Um, there's a song that I'm going to be releasing on my acoustic, uh, EP, which will be coming out September 1st, uh, for those who are interested, which is right around the corner. Um, there's a song on it called undecided and that song is from two perspectives. It is from the perspective of the guy who doesn't believe he's worthy of a relationship. And it's off the course is the perspective of the woman who's telling the guy you are worthy of that and like trying to kind of like balance the equation a little bit. So you can definitely write from other people's perspectives. You don't have to like every, all of it's subjective. Music is subjective, right? And so, um, how you feel may not be how someone else feels, but it's like you said, it's, it's an encapsulation of a moment of an emotion of a thought process. Just be careful when you're friends with writers or especially Mm. if you're in a relationship with a writer, (laughs) Lauren has a whole song about it. Writer in the dark. (laughs) Bet you're going to rue the day that you hurt a writer in the dark or whatever she, she says, because this man has told me about people that he's written about and i'm like that's scary but see you don't know that unless i told you right and so it it is very true there's so there's uh i think two different aspects to writing somebody else's perspective that you i I don't know if you specifically alluded to those really but uh, i think there's two different aspects you can talk about in that regard one is um writing uh, you know about you you see somebody else's perspective right you see something that somebody else has gone through and then you write about it i've done that with a number of my songs um, and I really enjoy that because that means you don't have to personally go through that, but you can still witness it and like, man, ooh, that was rough or wow, that was really cool. And you can write about that. The other thing you can do in a different perspective, depending on your genre, especially, uh, is write in the, um, how would you say it? In the narrative, uh, in a narrative, different perspective than somebody else. Like I think about like roots oriented music, especially like you get into stuff that's more like bluegrass or Americana or like the old yes, school kind of, kind of yes. stuff. It literally does not have to be first person. You can write something third person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about, um, uh, Coulter wall, I think has a song. Um, no, that one's first perspective, first person perspective. All American anyway, girl but, by Carrie Underwood. But yeah, there, you, 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 you can work that in there where you have a third person perspective, mm-hmm. whereas obviously not you. I think of like Gordon Lightfoot. If you go back to like the seventies, he was famous for writing songs that were just stories yeah. that weren't him. 
in fact, maybe he even named the person whose who's kind of perspective it's from, but it's not his, obviously not his. And that can be a good challenge. Like if you're stuck, if you're stuck and you can't come up with inspiration for your own stuff or like you don't know how to write mm-hmm. anymore, even if all you do is use this as an exercise, kind of going back to the practice thing, mm-hmm. you can use that concept as a practice. Like, okay, I want to write a story or write a song about so-and-so over here who goes through this. And you can even throw it in the third perspective. He, she, they, you know. Yeah. And I think kind of the next step from that is like personifying certain things. So like you find a situation like, I don't know, you write about the rabbit and the turtle, like the, what do you call it? The hare and the turtle. Tortoise and the hare. Tortoise and the hare. (laughs) You go, you may, you figure out a way to apply that to your life. And then you assign each character a role and then you find clever ways to, you know, navigate around that. But that, that I feel like is, is kind of like. I don't know. I, I would say that's like a seasoned part of writing. I mean, I yeah. personally haven't gotten there yet, but I would love to. I, that's one thing I'm trying to work on is like really getting my lyrics to put more mystery around it instead of just being like, I don't know. If you want a good example of that, um, of personification in music, honestly, an artist like Charlie XCX, like Patrick brought up earlier is a really good case in point for that because a lot of her songs are about fast cars. Oh, right? Bobby, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. But mm. so much. Jump into the driver's seat and put it in the speed drive. Shout out to you, Yeah, buddy. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a song about a car. It is, though, right? So many of her songs are about cars, and we just lost Patrick behind me. We did. No. I was so beautiful. <laughs> Not really. There we go. Patrick behind me is back and next to me. Uh, and I need to turn, turn my chair. Anyway, but yes, so many of hers are personified about cars. I mean, they're about cars, but are they really? Are they really about cars? Yeah. We all know it's something deeper than just, oh, this car go fast. Well, didn't that, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maren Morris. Didn't she have one called like 80s Mercedes or something that she I wrote? I don't know who uh-huh. that is. It's like a country artist. Um yeah, the she, artist, but I don't know uh, I'm surprised that you're referencing a country artist. Mr. Yeah, me too. We don't do that. We hair. don't do that here. Not here down here <laughs> South Nashville now. No, she. Uh, yeah, I think it was called like '80s Mercedes. It was one of her more popular ones that was like on the radio and stuff. But um, she was like basically using her like an '80s Mercedes to describe herself, mm. but it was the car. So yeah. it's like yeah, like old but still vintage. You yeah. know. So yeah. try that out. Like, try personifying yourself as a car. Yeah. Tried and true. Go watch Cars, the Disney Pixar film, okay, and get good. some inspiration. Yeah. Just, right about Maynard. Life is a highway. Did you say Maynard? Maynard? Maynard. Mater? Is it Mater? Oh, it is Mater, yes. isn't it? Yeah. It's like been a while. to Mater? Mater? <laughs> I was saying it like he would say it. But, Minor. but I mean... You, what Patrick was saying earlier and bringing up cars and all this other stuff is true. Like you can find inspiration from other people and it doesn't have to be a ripoff. It doesn't have to be a, a carbon copy. It doesn't have to be a clone. And you don't have to think about it as being that either. You can take inspiration and make something your own, you know, whether it's taking a half of a phrase and like, wow, that's an interesting half of a phrase. What if that was in a completely different context yeah. and then write a song about that completely other context or taking, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a rhythmic beat right? Rhythms are not copyrightable, just so y'all know. Yeah. Um, take a beat and turn it into something else. Now, the musical aspects can be copyrightable, so be careful what you do there. Yes. But rhythm is not copyrightable, right? Otherwise, everyone that ever did the whole classic rock, dum, dum, ka, dum, 
boom, boom, would like everybody would be sued. And there we wouldn't have yeah. music. Well, the, they the lawsuit with like uh, got to give it up, Marvin Gaye and oh yeah, and uh, Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke. That was rhythmic, yeah. but it, it was, was it was same musically. But Marvin Gaye got a huge. They they settled, didn't they? they uh, got, no, they won. That's what I'm saying. Like they yeah. got. Who? They didn't settle out of court. Who won? So so the Marvin Gaye estate sued. I don't even know the whole thing. I just need to know who won because I don't Marvin like Marvin Gaye estate. Good because Mar- Robin Thicke. I don't like that man. You don't have to like him, but he was in the right in that lawsuit. And, uh, but Marvin Gaye's lawyers blurred lines. They did. Don't get me wrong. This song is a bit of a banger. Okay? That's the song. But that, that literally is the I song. I believe it. Yeah. But Robin Thicke, you need to pay for your actions of writing that song. That song is so gross. That song is so gross if you listen to it. Yeah. And as a kid, I did not understand. Yeah. But now I do. And I listened to a podcast with him. And I was waiting for him to, like, apologize and be like, yeah, I shouldn't have, like, objectified women that way. Nope, 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 nope. They didn't even mention it. So, good. Well, like, good on there you, are Marvin a lot Gay. of, like, rap songs that I objectify women that don't get talked oh, about. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. It's just, <laughs> that song was charming. That was a, yeah. So that's where the difference is. Right, 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 right. All, all that being said, though, like, in that lawsuit, uh, according to the laws of the U.S., Robin Thicke didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Where he made his biggest mistake, though, he was told them he was he, listening to the song as he was like. N- not just told him his... that he was listening, but he told he 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 said and, and admitted that the Mar- that uh, there was a couple Marvin Gaye songs that were his inspiration for this song. Yeah, and that's where they got the idea. Mm-hmm. Ah, inspiration. Ah, we can sue him. Ah, we can make money. Period. And then they did. Yeah. Period. So be careful what so you say copyright. publicly. Yeah, don't copy Yeah, don't steal other people's Don't steal other people's work. Unless it's Robin Thicke's music. Yeah, be original. But all that being said, you can still take inspiration from other people's music because ultimately everything's based off like the same seven notes, right? And speaking yeah. of well, 12, someone who I would 100% take inspiration from if I were an artist, let's get into our artist segment unless you guys have more to say. I can tell you're excited, so let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, 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 fine. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. You're being too loud over there. You're introducing this way too loud. I would never say anything like that. That's rude. (laughs) Um, Okay, so today for our artist segment, last time we talked about Miley Cyrus, and we had a couple dolls to represent. I don't have this doll, unfortunately. There's not one that exists. Olivia Rodrigo, um, who is very relevant right now. Because yeah. she is releasing her new album, Guts, in September. I'm so excited. Okay. She's Filipino. She was born in February on February 20th, 2003. Why did I like write her full on bio? You did. 2003. That's crazy. She's so young. What? Um, Wait, I, what? She's not she even old enough to drink. She was born in 2003. She's not old enough to drink yet. Wow. You didn't realize she was that young? You know her first album, she was like 17. Yeah, she is young. I mean, I knew she was young, but like... It feels like that was a while ago. It was 20 years ago. She's 20. Um, I mean, like her first album, it felt like that was a long time ago now. Yeah. So, 21, I think. She started out in this Love You, Olivia, but this terrible show called Bizarre Vark on Disney Channel that had Jake Paul starring in it as well until he was kicked off. Goodness. Um, And that was around like 2016. I will say there is a banger in there called The Comeback Song. And me and my cousins would sing that all the time. Still reference it to this day. Um, it's so funny and stupid. And then she was in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starred in that. And that was in 2019. That was a like Disney Plus exclusive. Um, look, have you guys seen that show? 
No, I haven't. I, I no. know you haven't. I don't know why I asked. When was when did it air? Twenty nineteen. Why? Why? Yeah, we're still watching Disney. Yeah, it's not a Disney Channel show. It's Disney Plus. Anyway, and so it was a good show. I will say it was very cringy though, like very cringy, very much a theater kid show. I would have ate it up as a middle schooler, and I still did as in twenty year old when I saw it. Um, she had a single from there called All I Want, though, which is really, really good. It turned on TikTok. Uh, no, another good song. <laughs> um, it's, um, uh, found a boy, thought he was a star. Something like that. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. So she goes through all that. And then in 2021, January of 2021, she releases her hit single Driver's License. So, like I said, there was BBM before Barbie movie and ABM after Barbie movie for me. I feel like there's the same thing. BDL, ADL, driver's license. Because there was quite literally a shift in the universe when she released this song. It broke Spotify's Spotify's record twice... For most daily streams ever for a non-holiday song, and in the matter of th- in a matter of three days, it got fifteen point seven million streams, and then the very next day it was already up to seventeen million streams. Um. So then it hit another Spotify record, first song to ever hit eighty million streams in the matter of a week. That's wow. crazy. That's when yeah. are y'all gonna release a song that does those numbers? Soon, soon, soon. September. Yeah, he's gonna be Olivia Rodrigo's yeah. uh, second album. It's gonna be like ABC license though. It's gonna be like my my bartender license <laughs> instead. Oh 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 yeah oh <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's funny. Um, I don't get it. An ABC, like, an ABC like an alcohol license, license, alcohol license. Oh, it's gonna be. You should He's, be on a podcast. That was funny. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. So after that, she releases another two really big singles called Deja Vu and Good For You. Good For You also like just took over the earth, especially TikTok. Yeah. I will say that she released this. Mm-hmm. It was 2021. So in 2020, a lot of people downloaded TikTok because what else was there to do? And so she released it at such a good time, too, because... Uh, there's songs that are great for TikTok, which we've talked about on the show about how important TikTok is and getting your music on there. But um, so when she did this, like those songs, everyone was doing Driver's License, Deja Vu, and Good For You. Like everyone. So in May of 2021 is when she finally releases her debut album, Sour. And once again, there is another shift where... Boy or girl, there is an inner teenage girl that just walks out of everyone who has listened to this album. Mm. <laughs> Have y'all listened to the full album? Sour? Yes. I've only Not ever the heard full, Driver's I've License. I've heard and, uh, like, a of bunch songs. of the songs on it, though. I'm, she did the Tiny Desk concert, and she she did a bunch of them. I... Okay, so we're um, now hiring new co-hosts for... <laughs> My goodness. You barely said a word during the, the writer's thing. That's not true. That's not true. I gave a whole thing. Hey, I'm yeah, just like, back. You gave like a paragraph and a half, 
and we wrote like two pages each. Hey, and look, you know, around. and in our strengths, he's weak, and he and when we're weak, he's strong. Yeah, I've I've listened to maybe maybe three Olivia Rodrigo songs. You need to listen to maybe, more because you maybe. we were talking about the other day, and you said you really liked it. The, yeah, there's so yeah, there's some of it that I've, I've really enjoyed. Like, yeah. it's just, you you actually should go. First off, the album is not very long. And I know you were talking about like, oh, like I want to get better at writing lyrics that are like a little more meaningful and deep. And the thing that I think that captures so many people, especially like when I'm talking about this like inner teen thing, like go on the internet, look up any like meme about Olivia Rodrigo or any tweet. And so many people will talk about like, this brought me back to when I was 17 and every emotion that I would feel and how like she is just so her opening to the album which is so good is brutal and she is so brutally honest about her feelings as a teenager yeah and just like this is what my life is like and her lyrics are so direct and in a way it's almost like oh well like she's not necessarily adding a lot of depth she does i think she has in her newer songs but i think what's great about it is that she's doing that and it's so relatable because it's so easy to just take in and it's like oh my gosh this is bringing me back and the aesthetic of the songs are also very just like teen and pop punk and early 2000s and she's just hitting all the right notes well let me let me ask you this do you think because obviously you know people know that she's on the younger side Mm -hmm. do you think that do you see her evolving well out of this? Like, because that when, when she gets older, obviously she's going to have to sort of adapt her music I think a little so. bit. I think so. I think that she has, um, so when she announced that she was making a second album, I was like, mm, okay, like I'm excited, but I'm also worried because the first album is so good. I'm not sure how this is going to go. Like, is she going to be able to, you know, hit it yeah, the same? Sure. She released Vampire, which we'll get into that. Yeah. And I think when we um when we decided we were gonna do this episode, we were supposed to do this episode a while ago, and it was the same day that Vampire released. I was like, hey y'all, so let's talk about Olivia Rodrigo, because I've already listened to her new single five times today. <laughs> so, in my um very professional pop opinion, yes, I think so. Because yeah. she also just released another song. A couple days ago called Bad Idea Right. Guess what else has been on my on repeat? And Bad Idea Right is also just so like straightforward, but like so fun and like goofy. And she even said it started out as a joke. And it's so just like early 2000s. It reminds me of like The Waitresses, but also Kesha, but also um, just like an early 2000s movie. And yeah. uh, it's just, it, it's all so good. Um, so. And like I said, the inner teen girl awakens in everyone. <laughs> I remember this. I like how that's like a line that you specifically wrote out. No, I did. I did because I the next line, <laughs> there was this tweet where this guy, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. He like dressed up like Olivia Rodrigo's cover album and he tweeted it out and he said, where's my teenage dream? And everyone was like, he was like, he was like 30 and it showed. Oh, good. And everyone was like, uh, it was back in the nineties. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Anyway, her, that album debuted at number one on Billboard 200, and it stayed there for five weeks. That's crazy. 
It is the longest reigning number one album by a female in 2021. And then she had a Disney Plus documentary exclusive. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was pretty good. She also had <laughs> a, a collaboration with Sour Patch Kids. It's just something like I love when people, when celebrities collab with like foods. Um, and it was like a full purple bag. And then along with that, she had like this whole car wash that she did in LA that I wanted to do so bad. And I think part of the reason why I think she will be successful in the future, if she continues on this path and keeps with kind of the same team the marketing for her is so well done yeah the sour patch kids the car the i almost said car crash the car wash (laughs) and just all of these like it's just in your face and you can't really escape it whether you want to or not and um i have yeah i've not seen any of this well i i okay i'm some of that stuff, yes, but like you obviously knew who she was, and she is not. She I'm, is not. You are not the target of no, I'm her not kind the of music. Audience. No, but but like you, you can't escape it. Yeah, I agree <laughs> that she's like um, that. She's kind of playing on that, not playing. She's genuinely doing it, but like that sort of nostalgia that people have from their teens, like late teens. Um, as far as like being in a relationship, like maybe like an eighth grade or ninth grade or 10th grade, mm-hmm. you know, just people, sometimes people minimize that, you know, like it's, oh, that's just a silly high school relationship. And it is, but at the time to that person, it's the most important, it's the most important world. thing in the world. And yeah. so people are like, you know, listening to the music and being like in like inside being like, that was important. That was valid. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, and that's, that's, I think the appeal of her music right now. Right. Dale, I, I don't think that her marketing is necessarily on the level of, like, Taylor Swift eras, but I do. You're gay. You're gay. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. Taylor what Swift. Let me, can I just explain this real quick? So, yeah. we, we've gotten a lot of backlash about, you know, talking about Taylor. And Who is an inspiration for Olivia. Is an so inspiration. This is relevant. This is fact, relevant. In fact, she has some writing credits on, on this recent album. I was just looking it up. Oh. Taylor has writing credits on two or three of the songs. Okay. She's a great writer. So she's never here to defend herself when we, you know, talk. And so whenever any of us say anything about her, she's going to respond. You're gay. You're gay. Do you know what that's from? No, not a clue. Okay, so in her Yeah, first, what song is that from? Oh, you don't? Okay, it's from her first album called Picture to Burn. Or No, her first album, self-titled Taylor Swift, which is the only one that she hasn't done a... Uh, Taylor's version of that and reputation. And there's a song called picture to burn. That was like a pretty okay single. And it goes, um, go ahead. Wait, tell your friends I'm obsessive and crazy. That's fine. I'll tell them you're gay. By the way, I hate that stupid old pickup truck. You never let me drive. Anyway, she, so she's saying that. And then when it kind of started gaining more traction, it was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, no, 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 no. We do not need to be saying you're, like, using gay as an insult. So they change it to, that's fine, but don't mind if I say, by the way, which is just like, uh. So people have kind of, like, picked it back up and been like, oh, no, like, this, this version's funny and kind of reclaimed it. Um, and so now there's like a clip that's gone around on TikTok and Instagram of her just saying, 
you're gay <laughs> over and over and over again in like different uh, yeah, like like acoustic setting. Yeah, and then there's a the couple of full band. It's just a compilation. I don't yeah, know why it's that was funny. so funny to me. I sent it yeah. to Patrick. I was like, he's gonna love this. But there's there's a couple of like uh, teardrops on my guitar. Like she swore yeah. in it, and like that was cut. And yeah. so like you cannot find those versions streaming or anywhere. Like the only people who have it are people who have her CDs or like have super old iPods where they downloaded the original versions. Wow. So. Yeah, I it's had pretty no interesting. Idea. It yeah. is very interesting. Uh, um, anyway, sorry. Continue. No, all good, all good. Like I said, she's relevant to Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of relationships and um, getting back at the man, uh, <laughs> so part of the reason why Driver's License, especially, and really her whole album did so well, is because a lot of them were about relationships, but specifically, she had a little love triangle going on. So, do you guys know who Joshua Bassett and Sabrina Carpenter are? I've heard the name Sabrina Carpenter, maybe? Okay, yeah, she's she's a pretty big uh, singer now. She was on Disney Channel um, in Girl Meets World, which was the reboot of uh, Boy Meets World. Yep, yep. I met her once. Shout out to you, Sabrina. You said you love my shirt, and I said, I love you. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I have a little cutout that my aunt made me of it. I need to bring it in. Uh, that should be my show and yell. But um, anyway, so Olivia and Joshua. Joshua was also on High School Musical, the musical, the series. And he was her this, this co-star. And I think they were only in the first two or three seasons. There's like four seasons now. But um, so everyone, all these are Disney kids. And there was like some rumors going around like, oh, they're dating. No, they're not. So, in January 2020, Olivia and Joshua Bassett are together. Uh, July 2020, Joshua Bassett is seen with Sabrina. So, yikes. So, but things are fine. Joshua is talking really positively about Olivia. He talks about um, Driver's License and, like, he says that he likes the song. But in in the song Driver's License... She sings, probably with that blonde girl mm-hmm. who always made me doubt. Yeah. Sabrina Carpenter is blonde. Ooh, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. What? Okay. You know, I was thinking <laughs> totally off top. Well, kind of off topic here. Patrick and I were talking the other day uh, that he i think you made the joke about we should make a compilation video of all the times you sang on this podcast <laughs> yes. and i think tonight alone you've racked up the yes. numbers at least half yes. a dozen i hope so that's my goal i <laughs> i just want to be a singer but like not put in any of the work does that make sense like can i just be like a uh, thrown in uh what, what they call that the pop the planted pop stars what do they call those industry plant i want to be an industry plant huh. if you are looking for an industry plant hit me up we will need to have a vocal replacement, but yes. Mm. He has the character. Not true. I can work for some auto-tune. Um, some severe auto-tune.
and we're back from a quick tech break. Patrick, okay. you were talking about Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. So remember, Joshua said that he likes the song "All Is Good" back in like 2020-ish. In January 14, 2021, after Sour has released, Joshua Bassett releases the, a song called "Lie, Lie, Lie." There's speculation that it's about Olivia Rodrigo, and the music video is like he's like in a car and he's like all these lights are going. He's like kind of bending out the same way Olivia Rodrigo was in her music video. So it's like. Ooh. <gasps> In February of 2021, um, Joshua Bassett supports Sabrina Carpenter's new song, and her song is called Skin, and there's a lyric in it called, Maybe You Didn't Mean It, Maybe Blonde Was The Only Rhyme. Oh. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. And, oh, and then she says, don't drive yourself insane. Well, she did kind of eat with so that. That would make is... sense, though, because Blonde wasn't even the rhyme on that line. It was Girl. So, um, is this the diss track, Olivia Rodrigo's version of the diss track we were hearing from so, David and your band and the bands earlier? Probably. Here's the thing. Here's Except the mine thing. was not as passive aggressive. It was just I aggressive. Feel, <laughs> well, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, let me get into this. In March, so this is a month later, Sabrina addresses the rumors and says that she barely knows Olivia. She's only met her like in passing and that the song is not about her. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, was this a PR stunt? Probably. I mean, if it was, it worked really well. But I'm almost wondering if it was like a PR stunt and then it got out of hand and like feelings got actually hurt. Oh, yeah. Because, um, let me see. Okay, I couldn't find it, but I'm pretty sure Joshua Bassett, either in a Zach Singh interview or a different interview, he discusses how he got numerous death threats from people, how his mental illness has severely suffered from driver's license because people hated him because they're like, you ruined Olivia's life, da da da. And his music was not nearly as popular as Olivia's. And Olivia, I think his biggest thing was that Olivia didn't say anything and wasn't like, you guys need to like chill, like don't be attacking him, da da da. And so, I don't know, there's, you know... That's a lot of pressure to put on, what, she was 17? 17. Either way you look at that for the, yes. the guy. I'm not saying that what was done was right, because I have no idea what to... Yeah. What, you know, that, that's a that's a, that's a hard situation to navigate when you're already just being 17, and yeah. much less having the whole world listening and watching and every, every single and moment. Opinions mm-hmm. are, that's, yeah. that's a very difficult situation for right. both of them to be in. Yes. And I, but like I said, I, I, I honestly think it was maybe a PR sentence like, okay, well, she's going to release her album and then Joshua Bassett is going to release his song and then Sabrina's going to re- release her song. And it's like, oh, like all three of us will gain benefits from it. But really, only Olivia, Olivia got the biggest benefits by far. Yeah. Sabrina's song, I think, did decently well. And I think Joshua's did okay. Uh, I mean, his music career wasn't huge anyway. So it's, I don't know. Um, but, all is good. About a year later, in July of 2022, they were Olivia and Joshua reunited on the High School Musical, the musical, the series, season three. <laughs> Carpet, that title kills me every Jeez. time. Um, and so uh, then flash forward to now. Like I said, she teased her new song, Vampire and Guts. Um, when I wrote this, this was the day that... Oh, 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 oh. Um, this was, I said, as of yesterday, Sour now ranks in the top 10 most streamed albums in Spotify history. So that was as of like a month or two ago. And then 
like I said, I think is really good about it is it's short, it's relatable. Um, this also of another award award or record that she broke. <laughs> Her song uh, "Hope You're Okay," which is I think the last song on the album, is now the most streamed least string song on an album if that makes sense so it's like if you take all the albums that have the least like every so album the has albums, the least amount a least yeah. streamed song her her least streamed song on her album is the most string most mo- <laughs> i can't speak most streamed <laughs> song y'all know what i'm saying look it up Anyway, since then, she has released Vampire, and that also has been doing super well. It is such a good song. Um, I haven't watched the music video, but I need to. Um, Reaction video, possibly. And she also released um, Bad Idea Right just a couple days ago, and that has also been on my on-repeat, both of those songs. They're really good, so go check them out. Um, And that was the history of Olivia Rodrigo. I love her. Yeah. Can't wait to buy her album. Yeah, I I think she's gonna do really well, man. Um, because she's just got something that, just like raw, yes, thing about yes. her that's just so like she's just not afraid I to just lay it out there type yes. of energy. And I mean, like this album, like the Sour album, it was very. I don't think there was a huge production budget on it because a lot of it was like. Um, it sounded like early, like you were saying, like early 2000s. Yes. Sort of like an Avril Lavigne type of, like strip, more stripped than that, but mm-hmm. like sort of that kind of vibe. Um, and so once they start adding more production elements, I'm really curious what the, this album is going to do for her. And yeah. if she's going to kind of, it's going to launch her a little bit more or if she's going to kind of come back to the pack. Yeah. So I'm interested. I always love when like young artists, because this is honestly, this is like the next generation mm-hmm. of artists. Yep. Uh, and I think we're starting to see a turn yes. in, in like music culture. Um, and it's, it's starting to go away from like, I don't know, there was like a, like a pop rap fight phase. And I think it's starting to kind of head back into the direction of like the, the like punk rock, like a little bit yeah. emo-ish yeah. type feel. well like Billie Eilish is also part of that yeah. generation it's kind of a dark pop kind of thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. A, ho- a lot of stuff that's very um, horror inspired as far as like soundscape is concerned yeah like yes. Billie Eilish like Halsey like uh, I mean and, and, and the third one uh, is not super like super popular more on the punk rock side definitely mm-hmm. um, but like Maggie Linman uh, is one of my favorite like punk rock artists that's recently been coming out with some stuff, and it's definitely very heavily like horror pop inspired. Yeah. When did it end? All the importance. I'm sad again. Don't tell my boyfriend. Now what he's made. This this, you this guys, song is ruining my vibe. You get you need to subscribe because how else are you gonna get this? There's no exactly. other way this to receive this. This is the only this. place where my music is released. Someone make an album of all the times I'm saying on the right. show. <laughs> Guys, we were so happy to be, be back with you tonight. Thank you so much for watching. Go subscribe. Go follow us. All the things. And uh, we've got some really cool content coming out for you pretty soon. A lot, arti- lot more artists coming your way. So uh, stick yes. with us. And we will see you soon.